As the clock ticks down to zero in the state title game, your Kittitas Coyote boys basketball team wins their third straight state title. There is the horn. Let the celebration begin for the Ellensburg High School girls basketball team, who are your 2023 WIAA 2A state champs, concluding their second straight undefeated season. Davis Spencer in the windup and the one-two pitch on the way. And strike three. And your Ellensburg Bulldogs are the 2018 state champs, continuing their dominance with the third state title in the last five years. This is Justin McKee, your voice of the Ellensburg Rodeo, and you're listening to the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Eric, John, and Sammy. Well, welcome back to another episode of your Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast, brought to you by Country Companies Financial Insurance, Devin Shannon Agency. 509-933-3000. I'm here with Sammy Henderson, John Goodat in the Evergreen Home Loan Studio. Welcome back, fellas. Great to be back. Great to be here. We're here on like week 14 or 13 in a row or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it not feels row, like that. It's been a maybe six. It's been awesome. It's been a record. But yeah. I like it. I think a big shout out to Evergreen Home Loans. That's right. Studios. Give them a call. Hey, you know, and I saw that you posted, sorry, I interrupted You're you, fine. probably posted my phone number on the podcast, but I saw you posted <laughs> Home Devin address. Shannon, yeah, yeah, <laughs> proving that picture of uh, Devin and his uh, country <laughs> financial stuff, best hair in the business, he best hair in the business. If you don't know who Devin is, go shop at Fred Meyer's No Free Ads, and he will be staring at you in your shopping cart the whole ride around. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's not awkward. It's, it's not I like smiling. My, I like it when I see my family on the wall somewhere. That's, right. That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you, Devin, for sponsoring us. Stop in there if you need any insurance needs to check it out. Give them a call. Go see them. Stop in. Say hi. Tell them you heard about them on the Kid House Valley Sports Talk or the Evergreen Guy. Go check him out too. He's got a great picture on his his wall sign out there. Just flow. Beautiful. Looks like his but better side right dang there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> picture might be a little bit old but it's less gray and less uh <laughs> it's from the neck up God. yeah yeah from the neck up yeah, yeah. that's beautiful Thanks. um we got we're state tournament week we yes. are state or national playoff scene week we're going to talk about the high school stuff later after our guests that we have coming on Woo-woo. but there's so much cool things happening. Central. It's an exciting time. Very exciting. I know that it's it was a good, probably a good thing they had to buy this last week for football because, you know, it's always good to get rested up, go into a big game, playoffs in the in the future. I mean, that, they're going to make the playoffs, in my opinion, no matter what, right? Because uh, the team they're you playing. Got, you've got your 100% guarantee from Coach Sorensen here. Well, that's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need in life. Um Give me a call if you ever need that guarantee. I'm but, still um, <laughs> moved by that. My word is stronger than oh, you, Jerry Maguire. Any Jerry Maguire fans? Yeah, love oh, Jerry yeah. Maguire. Oh, great movie. Yeah. Help me. Great movie. Yeah. Help you. <laughs> um, but but the Oak comment. Yes, I'm just going to jump right into that uh, to that rabbit hole. Wasn't the Oak comment where Jerry was like, "Hey, you told me your word is as strong as Oak," and then they jumped in for <laughs> he, Bob yeah, Sugar. Yeah, he, he was, yeah. When he first Bob met with Sugar. Him, yeah. that Bob when Sugar he met, guy. When he first met, he's like. My, my word is stronger than Oak. The dad. So after he told him he left, he's like, I'm still moved by that whole, <laughs> your word is stronger than Oak thing. <laughs> That's a great movie. Yeah, so I great. love that movie. Yeah. yeah. I need to watch that. But with what you were saying on the bye week, the best bye week ever. Yeah. We don't play. We're undefeated we going into it. And 
we do good things in the poll, right? Yeah. We move up, right? Right. We moved up. We moved up past Permian Basin who played. <laughs> I mean, what a victory. What a victory. Yeah, right. We knocked that bye week into next week. Damn basically. right we did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's exactly I, when I looked at the regional rankings and I texted you guys right away, I was like, holy cow, we jumped up a spot. We didn't yeah. even play. Good. I, I was talking to a friend of mine close to the program, mm-hmm. and he was telling me how rare it is to be this late in the season and have a bye week yeah. in this. What advantage that is for teams at this point in the season. Well, and you're going in 7-0 and and D2 play. like Right. Yeah. Well, Sweet. you know, your, your bumps and bruises, your hurt, your sore. It's yeah. been a long season. And for well, us mentally, to be able to have well, a week off. And you're fresh off of a long road trip to Texas, and you have to go back to Texas. Go back. Yeah. So it the, couldn't have come at a better time, I think, and uh, – mm-hmm. And obviously it worked out great because we moved up to third, yeah, which right. fourth is Permian Basin, and that matchup is is going to determine a lot for mm-hmm. for where we that is correct where we and set up. I was I had some time on that, and I just want to go on record. And if I should have brought up the recording from September when I made the comment, <laughs> you did. You know what? We're going to give you all your credit here. UT, I did my word stronger than Oak. Yes. <laughs> just saying when I made the comment that UT Permian baseman with all those transfers and that new coach, they're going to be a yeah. force to be reckoned with. Well, they are. <laughs> you've been calling it for weeks. Like Permian Basin central last game of the year. Could be good. Can be down for the conference. championship. Yeah. How cool. Would- hey, you know what here. that just proves? A blind squirrel finds a nut every once oh, in a while. Or you're, prof- <laughs> or, you're, or you're prophetic. Right. Wait, or is it pathetic? One of the two. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, no, it's it's going to be a good one. I mean, the Central's got the defense. we got the number one defensive player in the nation. You know, Hulk, Hulk, number 44. Dang earning right. that jersey. Earning Absolutely. 120%. Absolutely. And then you got the Permian Basin, whose quarterback's leading the Lone Star. At, I didn't look at the national stats on that. And then the, I think he's second in rushing also. But we have the number one Russian yeah, guy in the sta- in the Lone Star Conference, so yeah, it's gonna be Flanagan, fun. right? It's gonna be fun. There's gonna be so much adrenaline going into that oh. game. These guys are gonna be fired yeah. up, and you're going down in the football country, right? Like they've made movies football about being in this country, right? Right? Like, right. And it's gonna be so cool. I wish, I wish you would hit the lottery, Sammy, and you would have paid for my trip down there. Right. But um, I'm still hope I should probably check my lottery ticket in case we could be going this weekend. But I saw 196 on Powerball. Ooh. Or Mega Millions, something like that. And 196? You shake your head at 196? No, 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 no. I was just going to say. I know you're in the money business, but. If if we hit that, whatever day this week, we're chartering a jet and taking off 100 of our closest friends. That's that's 100 mil. So, yeah, if you take the 50%, isn't it you can cut it in half? Well, I think that's just what taxes happens with taxes. So 100 mil minus 40% in taxes. So 60 mil in your pocket. Oh, no. If it. I'm I'm getting the most. I'm going to spread that out over 20 years. You can do that You're crazy. Mm. Hold on. Pause the football talk. Yeah. You would be like, no, I want it in 20, 20 year installments. Well, would, how much uh, would that be every year? Well, that's a lot of money. Can you do the math for me, home loan man? Hey, like what it, am I it talking? It would be over a couple of million dollars a year. It would be like three. Well, I actually, want that. you wouldn't cut it in half. I want that. You wouldn't be like, you know what? I want my empire today, and I'm going to invest it. The empire or, is me sitting on the couch in my underwear whenever I feel like <laughs> it. And at $3.2 million a year, that's Sunday for me. That's I'm, happening. Every day is going to be Sunday. Here's my I'm $100 million sh- short of being a $100 millionaire, <laughs> Yeah, I was in my underwear on Sunday. All right? So, <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, sorry, go ahead. I, my to, rebuttal to this is... I could get a car wreck tomorrow. Give me all that money now. That's my thought. You know what? If it's not my fault, that's extra money in my pocket. 
So let's just keep, keep yeah, I'm rolling. Yeah, I guess I was trying to be I've polite. I got two million in the bank or whatever like that, but I want that fifty thousand dollar payoff. I hear you. But, no. I hear you. but if I go tomorrow, that means there's money going into my kids every year too. Well, that's a good okay, point. Okay. That's a good point. Touche. I love how we're arguing about something that's not going to happen ever. Yeah. So basically, you're, we're you're not going. We're well, not sorry, going sorry, to Permian sorry. Basin this weekend. Long story short, we're not going to Permian. We're not Basin, going this yeah. weekend, but it's going to be a heck. I, I hope they do have a live stream. We're going to find out if it's going to be a good one, or if there's actually video or not. Um, we have a research team on it. We do. I can tell you that. And yeah. I, he's only the only one qualified, apparently, in the national scene. <laughs> yeah. It's done. Authorized. 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 I was not authorized to post on d2football.com. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Um, <laughs> I will. I will. Not our you. guest, Brandon, for the day, but the national guy. That's right, Brandon yeah. Meisner. Yeah. yeah. Um, looking at the regional rankings, Mines is not moving. No. Colorado Mines, they have a cupcake of a schedule for this weekend. Western Colorado, I see. I don't see them. One moving. and two are probably going to be locked in. One and two. Um, I'm going to say it's as strong as Oak. But here's stay. so here's my thing. So so we're talking we're. Uh, I just heard that Colorado Mines, Western Colorado one and two, right? Yes. Western Colorado's only loss comes to the number one, like Colorado Mines. Bad. Bad, right? So that puts us behind them, and we understand we have one less D2 game. Their only loss is number one. But if we're undefeated and we beat Permian Basin, is that going to jump our resume enough to jump ahead? Of Western Colorado would be the number two? This is what I'm thinking. So I've never been affiliated with the NCAA, right? I'm I'm too straight and narrow for them. That's a damn shame. I, I was. But, <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah. That's right. But I think, like, this is all just straight-up black and white numbers. But I've been told time and time and time again from uh, nameless people on message boards, so I'm sure it's just good as gold stuff. Mm-hmm. But... The one thing that I worry about is when you got a bunch of guys in a conference room trying to figure out one through seven. Yeah, you have stats, but you have, I don't know if Central is going to pass the eye test because they have one less D2 game, at least one, in some cases two less D2 games. And we did lose to an NAIA team that has no bearing on the rankings whatsoever. But when you get humans, no human can think only in black and white. Number, so then, you know? if 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 we're thinking that logic, with I'm with you though. I'm with you though. I I, I do. I worry there, about. There's a human yeah. element to it, and, and the eye test, yes. all of that. But wouldn't that have already come into play? Wouldn't we already be behind Permian Basin? We were at the start of the week. They play a game. Win. Who they beat? The Permian Basin. They oh, beat Western New Mexico, New Mexico, which was nothing. So that. Yeah. Obviously, that actually lowered their strength right, schedule. Right. That's why they're fourth. But wouldn't now. that have hurt us to already have played that game? Wouldn't they still be ahead of us well, if that was that's the a, case? Good point. I think if that played a role, what's driving me but crazy is. But it could play is, a role between whether you put us at two or three. Now, that's what I'm. I, I worry about that playing a role on Sunday morning. Correct. Yeah. Or correct. Saturday night or whatever it is. At the end of the day, though, you have to win to have that argument even be valid. Mm-hmm. But even if we don't go to two on a win, even if we don't go to two, we're still hosting. We're playing at home. We're playing and at I'm, home. And I'm on hoping. weekend. I'm hoping for a place that loves. Just keep Minnesota State away. Give me a, like, 
I don't know. Somebody's not going to like the cold, but <laughs> all those other teams know. like Everything the cold. Else is like <laughs> Outside Canada of Texas, yeah. Yeah. you're right. right. No, we're <laughs> good. Bemidji, Bemidji Augustana, Minnesota—they won't care. Minnesota State, yeah, no. they won't yeah. care. Let's check the weather report for home. So I will tell football you, games. Uh, I will tell you. Looking at so the LSC Lone Star Conference is going to be us and UTPB. I think win or lose, we're in. No I think what. they're both kind of locked in. Yeah. yeah. Yes. In fact, everybody thinks the top seven are locked in. Nothing's going to change except the seeding. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. So even if Minnesota State, who is ranked seventh, they're so far ahead of eighth-ranked Angelo State um, in these calculations that we can't show you, obviously, because it's on my uh, on my computer. But I will say that, uh, let's see. So Minnesota State is ranked seventh. They are um, hosting... Duluth, who is out, but they're good. They're they're out of the top ten, but they're very very good. And they lost a really close game this past weekend, I believe. Uh, or they won a close game. I'm going to get back to you on that one. Yeah, 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 but it was a tight game. Duluth is very very good. Yeah, they're. Um, so that that could be a if that could be a loss for Minnesota State. Um, Bemidji is at Augustana. That's gonna be that's gonna be really interesting. You could actually convince me that if Bemidji wins, they could move up to third, and we would fall. The, I don't know. I, with I a loss, with a loss, yeah, I could see that. If, if we lose, that's yeah, right. I could see that. Win, and we take care of business. Mm-hmm. Win, and if we drop, we'll have words. Right, but even if we win and drop, we should still be hosting. As long lose, as we drop, lose no and drop, I hope that we we host. Yeah. Right, that's the hope. That's what we're talking if about. We lose, like, we're, we're not we get hosting. Home. I'm hoping that not this weekend, but next weekend, or, I can watch Central football at home. At and home. that's at home. Uh, yeah, I wanted to come in today with that argument, and I hope yeah. it's true. Yeah, because well, if you're saying it about Central football right now, it's got to. I be just true. feel like is it you know, and I think there's a there's got to be a good. I mean, look at that. How many Lone Star Conference teams are in that final part there? One. But nationally speaking, the Lone Star Conference is getting kind of raked over the coals for being a little bit weak. But that, but there's only two RMAC teams. It's all Lone Star and then the NSIC. The RMAC is terrible. <laughs> and they're in the top two. So, so, it's like, so if, but, if but that conference the is that terrible. The league is terrible. So then why are we so terrible? We got Angelo State. We got Central Washington. We got UTPB. And Kingsville all me mentioned here at the top. So I that's where the you. national scene needs to get off their little high horse of the East Coast bias and let us have a little bit of fun out here. Well, somebody's just drawn a line in the sand. Well, they haven't accepted my membership to the D2Football.com. Well, it doesn't so. sound like they're going to get it. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> oh, that <kind> of <laughs> my username's <I> Goods. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that was not a good point to make. but No, I, it's fine with me. I think it's going to be a, a hell of a game, though. I, okay. I think yeah. on paper, uh, the Fighting Sorensons have... Uh, they look like they are a little bit more explosive offensively. Uh, yeah, I would say if you looked at numbers, that you would go in there thinking that they they de- and at home that they would be the favorites when it comes to offensive numbers, defensive numbers. It's just they're they got it going on mm-hmm. lots of places. But man, we we have some games where I think we're going to go in and it's going to be high scoring, then it's low scoring, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's so so I think we're a tough matchup for a lot of people. I know I'm biased here. I'm, I, obviously, we're all biased toward the Wildcats here, but and and we're getting raked over the coals for barely beating Midwestern State, for barely beating Kingsville. I mean, we only led Kingsville for one and a half minutes total, mm-hmm. but it was happened to be at the most important part right. of the game. So yeah, maybe we, we should have blown out Kingsville by twenty, but 
doesn't it also say something that like backs her to the wall we learn when we have to learning how to win a game is one of the most important things a team can learn yeah mm-hmm. and so sometimes when you're just blowing people out you're not really learning yeah. much about yourself. You don't know what it's as like much to be as like, oh shoot, we ran the plays well. We got a lot of talent, but mm-hmm. you know what? What does it mean when I'm, I'm gassed and we're down and we need to make a big play? And it's we have so many like crucial defensive and offensive plays that we've executed on in in moments where you know things are on the line. Yeah, that that's going to benefit you. Hundred yeah. percent. You said it much you more be- much better than I did. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So boom. You're welcome. Yeah, so hopefully on uh, Saturday night mm-hmm. we'll just be patting ourselves on the on the back and we'll be ready and we'll be yeah. planning your tailgate at at your trailer. Dang right we are. Yeah, I yeah yeah. Uh, and there's a central basketball tournament home that weekend. That's right. You can spend yeah. all day. Man, I remember. Yeah, we hosted and we oh. It's a long day, but boy, those are fun. Mm-hmm. It's a long day for athletic uh, employees. The worst is when you come off of a playoff loss at football, and, and then, now I have to go do this basketball game. Yeah. That I don't give a crap about anymore. Yeah, I'm right. like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care at all. I don't care what happens. Yeah. My life's over. I hate life. I'm just <laughs> stupid. <laughs> oh, we struck a nerve. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, See, I don't, take, I don't take loss as well. That's where it's nice being a student. Because yeah. he's going to take a nap. That's right. <laughs> That's yeah. It was yeah. an induced nap. Yes, yes it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, but we are going to have a guest on here in just a second who is from the Permian Midland area, I believe. That's okay. right. Uh, John, you want to introduce who he's going to be? Or do we want, we'll wait in a second to introduce him. We've got my, we got my buddy Lee, mm-hmm. who uh, used to be the sports editor of the Odessa American, mm-hmm. right in the heart of football country. Yeah. He will be here here in just a moment. Mm-hmm. We uh, we're going to be talking a little bit of trash. Plus, we got that's right. Got um, our old friend, no, Jacob Ford used to be the photographer here for the Daily that's Record. Right. That's right. He's been photographer guy down there in that area, and has I've seen some really awesome pictures from his it's time covering TV. So. Yeah. Well, I'm just excited because you know I can look at I can look at them on stats. I don't know anything about about them whatsoever. Besides what I see online, so I'm, I'm interested to hear somebody who's who's got some information on what we can look forward to come up against the Wildcats this weekend. That's right, and he's been he just recently left the Odessa American. We're we're going to talk about that here in a second, but he's been there um, from the inception of that program. It's still a relatively new program, mm-hmm. right? TPB. So, um, and I was looking up stats again. We'll talk about it, but Odessa or a Permian Basin was they were. Picked to finish seventh in the LSC this year. Mm-hmm. We were picked to finish second, so both placings will be wrong because we'll be first. That's right. Second. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Nailed but, it. Yeah, we'll get them on here in just a moment. Yeah. Uh, really quickly before we do, big weekend. There were celebrities in town Saturday to watch, or to, to coach against Central. We had Gary Payton in the house for an exhibition game. That's right. That's got against be. the Wildcat. I've, I've missed him both times he's come up here. Maybe is it three now? It's three now. Yeah. He, like, actually kind of mentioned that. he actually mentioned that. He yeah, was, I, I, I mean, bet. Yeah. And I'm trying to be mad at my daughter or my soccer girls because they're the most amazing girls on the planet. But both times it's because I've been at their games. Who's more upset, Gary Payton about you missing or Coach Fisk about John missing podcast interviews? <laughs> I think Gary Payton is sad that he didn't. He, we haven't had a chance to meet after all these years. Yeah. 
And Fisk is just playing flat out hurt. Yeah. So I think there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference in that. Sorry, Of course, the last time that I missed the interview was in the, the, the pizza oven, right? Where it was 120 yeah. degrees. Oh, my it word. Is, it was yeah. hot. Yeah. That was oh. good stuff. We'll never forget that day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Central start. They had a, you know, maybe a slow start, but they got it going, took care of business, it looked like. Yeah. Shot the ball. Shot the lights out. Shot the ball out. Mm-hmm. They shot well. <laughs> Um, And then the other thing, the women's basketball team at Central started off the weekend a little slow, but then knocked off UT Tyler. Yes. Seventh-ranked. Seventh-ranked team in the nation. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It was interesting going, just looking at their stats, because, you know, you miss Sam Bowman. It's like, okay, well, the rebounding numbers were just so different, like, just spread well out. I was like, hey, there's nobody at, like, seven or six, and it was our guards, and I'm like, Wow, it's going to be different. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to watch. Yeah. yeah, to watch them. Uh, you know, they I was Asher Kai was a Genac Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. I saw that too. So and she played well, and there was some uh, Huerta played well, and uh, yeah, I haven't got a chance to watch them. Just looking at stats, but it'd be interesting to see it, you know how they're different without Sam Bowman there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't replace her. So no. you got to do something. Yeah, I'm excited to see how they do this year and get to some games and watch them play. Hey, right. I do want to point out, not to go back on football conversation, but this was one of the first weeks in the whole entire, whole entire season that there was not a UTPB or Central Washington football player as Lone Star Player of the Week. Wow. Every really? I think I every know. week it's been, if not all of them, one somebody's at least one of them from those two teams. Wow. Yeah. I think that says something about the... I think you'll probably get a lot of that on the... Uh, uh, all, all conference team as well. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Uh, but yeah, no. And, and I think uh, talking Central Basketball, stay tuned for next week when we might maybe have Coach Rinta on. I don't know. Right. Word on the street. He's going to give us a phone call. <laughs> and so it'll be kind of fun. We actually are putting together a basketball episode for next week with a, quite a few coaches from the Valley. And, That's right. Um, a few that were too busy and weren't able to make it. But you know what? Life is uh, scheduling hard, so let's give him a pass. But anyways. Uh, First, we got Lee. Dang right. Lee and then we're fired up. up to bring him on and we'll after this interview. And we will be back to talk some Glam Warrior soccer who played their matchup against Adna in the first round of the state tournament the other night. And we will highlight the Ellensburg volleyball team who's going to try to bring home some hardware. That's, That's right. right. This weekend. So we'll be right back after this great interview, and we're going to find out about some UT Permian Basin football and fire it up for a good weekend of watching football. We'll be right back. Well, we are back, and as promised, we've got an expert opinion coming from Texas on on this part of the podcast here. We have Lee Scheide, who used to be the longtime sports editor for the Odessa American down there in Texas. So he has seen... UT Permian Basin grow from an idea to an actual sports program and now obviously, or a football program, and now obviously contending for Lone Star Conference titles. So Lee Scheide, welcome to the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk podcast. I appreciate you taking some time. Oh, I appreciate it. I mean, I have opinions. They may not be expert, but I do have opinions. So. <laughs> we think our opinions are the most arrogant, uh, or we arrogantly think our opinions are expert opinions. So, um, 
But like we were talking about before we hit record here, uh, you know, you being at the Odessa American, and I know you recently left for, I think you're in Texas Hill Country now, but when you were when you're at the American and, and uh, you know, just watch the development of, uh, you know, the Permian Basin team, I mean, at what point, how long had people been talking about this football program and at, at what point did you realize, wow, they're not, they're, it's not just an idea, we're actually putting something together? Well, when I, when I first got up here, I was kind of surprised. That was in 2004 that they didn't have one already because of, you know, the Friday Night Lights tradition, yeah. all the great, great high school football out here in West Texas that there wasn't some avenue for some of the local athletes to stay around at home. I mean, the closest one um, at that point was Sol Ross, which is a couple hours um, west up into the mountains or mm-hmm. you were going to Angelo State, a couple hours south into San Angelo or even out to the Abilene area with Mary Hart and Baylor and Abilene Christian and all those. So um, it was kind of surprising, but, you know, as at the OA, we covered Permian and, o, and OHS, Odessa High, pretty much like we would cover a college team because of their, you know, their prominence and what's, what's expected. So it wasn't that we really missed having a college team, but, you know, we always knew that that was a possibility on the horizon, and eventually uh, it turned into more of a dream and, and they started throwing that idea around in the early 2010s, and then it came to fruition midway through last the last decade. And I know that, uh, as with any team, even in even in football rich and talent rich, uh, you know the the Permian Basin area. It, with any team, you know you're starting from scratch, and so. Uh, I think you said 2015 is when the the team uh, actually formed, and here it is, you know, eight seasons later. Um, you gonna you could see, in my opinion, you could see like the foundation being built upon. Uh, are you are you happy with how long uh, or the timeline of them contending for LSC championships and and obviously a D two football uh, playoff berth? Are you happy with that timeline so far? Yeah, I mean, you knew that there was obviously going to be some struggles when they put a product on the field for the first time in 2016. I mean, one of the big things down here was a T-shirt that they used to sell was UTPB football still undefeated because they didn't have a <laughs> they didn't have a football team, you know. So when they did have a football team and got on the field in 2016, they were um, – they actually won the first two games of their inaugural season so they could wear the shirt. But then in the third game, they, they got into Lone Star conference play and it, uh, it became quickly evident that they were going to have to step up their game if they wanted to be able to compete. And, you know, the timeline, I think the person they hired to build the program, Justin Kerrigan was actually, was absolutely the most perfect person they could have put in there because of the way he went out into the community and, got everybody involved and helped build up their facilities. And, you know, he would, it got to the point where he was winning some games, but he, they were just coming up short in the bigger games. And obviously a decision was made to make some changes last year. And yeah. that's where they are now. What uh, um, did you, as a sports editor, did you cover UTPB games yourself? Or was that one of, uh, one of your, uh, a writer from one of your teams or how much, uh, Falcon football have you been able to watch over the last few years? Uh, I mean, I 
probably covered most of the games that they've had because, you know, we have an OHS writer or, B, or a Permian writer, and they're doing other stuff on the weekends as well, and UTPB was playing it a 6 o'clock game on a Saturday. So <laughs> I would go out there and see most of it. And I'm still in the area. I just, I'm just i working for a company now that owns a lot of the local community papers, and I still write about the papers in this area. So I've been out to all the home games here this year as well. So I've seen the transition and the new enthusiasm. And, you know, obviously it's, it's playing for the conference championship on – on Saturday was probably, uh, I mean, it was in their plans and dreams, but I don't think it would have come to pass as quickly as it has under the new head coach. Definitely. Absolutely. And, and you know, we talked to Craig Fenn from D2Football.com when the season started, and, and he made the comment about all the transfers that came in this year. And that, that sparked my interest. And from yeah. day one, I've been telling everybody, watch out for UTPB because they're, you, don't, you just don't know with all the new guys coming in. So, you know, some of the guys coming in, I believe the quarterback this year who's leading the Lone Star in passing, is he a new transfer in? And just talk about some of those guys that have been impact guys for this team. Yeah, I think, obviously, the the transfer portal was a huge, huge, um, you know, benefit for the Falcons this year. And uh, Coach Chris McCullough worked it, you know, like a, a magician. He <laughs> – he brought in Kenny Hunter, who was his quarterback at East Central. You know, he knows him. Kenny knows his offense, and they won a bowl game together last year. So there's some success there. Um, and then he just he just went and flooded the you know flooded the transfer portal with guys that you know who wants to play, who wants to play, and they brought in some guys. And, but I mean, the whole thing is is Kenny Hunter's show. If if he doesn't come here, I'm not sure that they're successful this year because you're trying to break in a quarterback you don't know. And that was one of the main reasons I think that the team has had some, you know, disjointed success in the last, in its formative years, I guess I should say the last seven years is they never really had any true continuity at the quarterback position. So if, if you have a guy like you have here with Kenny, who's been through the wars, he's been into a, a bowl game, he's won that, he's, you know, he's been a conference you know, MVP, and he should – I mean, that's not me speaking. This is their coaching staff speaking, but they feel he should be the conference MVP this year, obviously, with what he's done. So um, the transfer portal has really made a huge difference, especially at the Division Two level, because you got some guys that are getting bumped off of D1 rosters at one playing time, and they're more than happy to come down and, you know, run around a, a football field in West Texas. They don't have any problem doing that. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing that uh, you mentioned, uh, let's kind of compare quarterbacks. Uh, it, it With Permian Basin, they've got their signal caller. I mean, it was clear he was the, the number one guy and on the team. And, and if he's not the number one guy in the entire LSC, he will be considered as the player of the year on the offensive side of the ball. We, we both agree with you on that one. On the flip side, Central's football uh, program, it was kind of a rotating, you know, between two guys, uh, um, Kenny uh, McGill and, and J.J. Lemming were, you right. know, trading snaps, and it's been pretty inconsistent. Thankfully, uh, we've seemed to have turned a corner, not at the level of uh, of uh, the Falcons, but um, the offense isn't isn't our strong suit in terms of an overall offensive um, side of the ball. But, of course, 
Flanagan on the on the ground has been a great bright spot. Uh, was ACL? He was out last year due to, due to an ACL, but you know defensively, I I really look forward to seeing our uh, our safety Tanner Volk see what he can do on reading uh, Permian Basin's uh, aerial attack because uh, Volk, in my opinion, is. If he's not the defensive player of the year for the LSC, he's, he's got to be considered. So I, I really, really look forward to that matchup. Yeah, I was looking at some numbers, and it, it looks like it's going to be strength against strength when these two yeah. teams show up you know, on Saturday. So um, the thing that, that kind of separates Kenny from the guys that have been here before is, like I said, he's been in that position to where he's not afraid to tuck and go if he needs to, mm-hmm. but he. He wants the he wants to be vertical. They want to be vertical as, as often as they can, you know. And uh, he's just um, the special kind of leader that this program needed at this point. And I mean, I think that if he'd have been in the in the program previously, that they would have the success that they're having now with him because he's just that special of a quarterback. And he's actually it's a funny story where. Played his first uh, year and a half of football at a small school about 60 miles away from here. His dad was the coach of a high school called Wink High School, and he was the quarterback there as a freshman. And, and then they moved down to the Houston area, which is where he graduated from and ended up going to college from. So I think uh, it's strength against strength, and it, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, I'm going to be out there for sure, and uh, it's just a matter of, which program is able to step up in that moment because it's a big moment for both of the programs, you know, which, which one's going to be able to handle the nerves. And the key is it's a lot of travel for Washington. I mean, you got to get down here, you know, and it's a lot of, you know, either if you're not taking a bus, which I wouldn't, because that's about a, what, 27 hour bus ride. from where you guys are down here. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to be on a on a Greyhound with my teammates for 27 hours. But, <laughs> Sweaty right. teammates. Yeah. Yeah. Rem- yeah. yeah. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they, I mean, I would imagine they're leaving today, maybe even tomorrow. Get uh, down I, th- here. I think they're leaving uh, like crack of dawn tomorrow. It seems like yeah. our, our trips, except for going to Western Oregon, our trips to Texas start at like 2 a.m. Yeah. just to get to Seattle, which is about 90 minutes away from here. Uh, probably two hours by a bus, yeah. but, um, you, you know, you got, go you ahead. In the city area, right? Uh, we're about ninety. Yeah, we're we're in the in between Tri Cities and Seattle, so we're about ninety minutes away from each one of them. Yeah, we're right smack dab in the middle of the state. Mm-hmm. Do we actually re- echo each other on yep. that one? Talk to me about. Yeah. Talk to me about. Uh, we were talking about it before. Uh, uh, before we started officially talking, uh, the you know they play a game or two at Ratliff. They play a game or two uh, or then some. I think you called it Astound Broadband Stadium. I think Astound is is the newer of the stadiums, and it's in Midland. But does that hurt like student attendance? Um, you know, we're we're very blessed up here with the on the on campus stadium that we just renovated just a couple right. of years ago. So, do people travel for games uh, when when it's well? I guess both stadiums are off campus, but is there one to get to that's easier than the other, or does that really not affect yeah. attendance? Well, yeah. When they first when they first began the program, obviously they the school is based in Odessa, so 
having the venerable Ratliff Stadium, you know, the Friday Night Lights Stadium. Everybody was, you know, more than happy to use that one. That stadium was built and opened up in 1982, you know, so it's been here a while. And then um, the stadium that they play in now was built in the early 2000s as part of a baseball football complex because the the Midland Rockhounds, which is the double-A affiliate of mm-hmm. the Oakland A's, plays at the baseball stadium right next door. And um, they call it the the house that Cedric Benson built because he was a running back for Midland, Midland Lee at the time, and they won three consecutive state championships. <laughs> wow. And they had the stadium right after, you know, that graduating class went through. It's, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. They're both easy to get to. They both, I mean, they're within 20 minutes of each other on a Friday night. If you're in the press box at Ratliff, you can see the light of the press box from down wow. you know, up in the horizon. So if they're not, if the access is fine and they're average, they had 5,500 people at their last game, their last home game a couple weeks. So the, the fan base is building. Um, I think the biggest issue is, um, Ratliff Stadium is a school district owned stadium. ECISD owns it and controls it. Whereas Astound is a city, city stadium and the city of Midland owns it. So there's a few beverages that can be sold at one that can't be sold at the other, you know? So, yeah. and the college experience, as everybody knows, is let's go out there at eight or nine or 10 o'clock in the morning and tailgate and barbecue, especially out in this part of this town and then go watch a football game. So, I think that's a big reason, and uh, I i mean, eventually they're going to get their own on-campus stadium, but it's going to be, you know, four or five years down the road before they even get there. So, And you say, I'm going to correct you on one thing. You say, you know, the college experience uh, and what that leads to. Me at being in my mid-40s <laughs> and Eric being in his uh, late 30s, but still in playoff shape, uh, we okay. actually look forward to the uh, – the beverages and the food that come with football, and I'll never get tired of that. And so, yeah. well, yeah. they do that down here too, you know. And I think the the people that are in their their uh, say mid thirties to mid fifties here are still living vicariously through the Permian Friday Night Lights teams <laughs> and stuff. Like that. They, uh, you see a lot of Permian flags flying on the on the on the uh, tailgate things as well as UTPB flags. So. Um, I mean, they like their football. I, I didn't grow up here. Um, I read the book when it came out a long time ago and I grew up most of my life in Southern California and, and I didn't think that it was that big of a deal. And then I got here and I realized uh, just how big of a deal it is. So, um, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a, there's two football seasons. They say here there's football season and then their spring football season because the six eight schools get the get 18 days of spring practice every yeah. year so yeah what about the the lone star conference in general i mean i don't know if you get on message boards or anything like that but some people are saying you know the lsc is down but i think they it's because maybe angelo's well angelo state's probably not going to make it in this year and Everybody keeps on waiting for West Texas A and M to to come back. Do you think the LSC is down, or or what's your thoughts on two relatively newcomers? Obviously, Central Washington just being new to the LSC and and Permian Basin being you know a, a relatively new program. 
does that indicate the LSC is down, or is it just uh, new big dogs at the top of the helm? No, I don't. I don't think it's down. You don't have two programs, you know, or at least one program. I guess I, maybe only Tarleton is the only one since the football has gone. But yeah. programs jump Division One because they're not competitive. You know, you if you're if you're not competitive, the, the NCAA is not going to let you bump up to a different division and just get smoked every week. That's not good for anybody's program. You know, right? I mean. I think cycle it's it's definitely cyclical because um, you know normally it would be Angelo State, Midwestern State, Kingsville, guys like that, you know, and then now this year, you know, West Texas A and M is down, you know, Angelo State is beatable, Kingsville was beatable, and um, but the, you have to remember too, a lot of these games until recently, UTPB never won these games. I mean, it's been an eight year process to get to where they are now, so it's just. It's been the perfect storm for them with the growth of the program because there's still some players left over from the last, you know, the last coaching staff and stuff that are here, and the new uh, coaching staff kind of infusing with some new excitement and the the family message, and the team just got good. But you know, it it happens, and now the pressure on them is to yeah, we're getting good and we're getting noticed, and what are we? 16th in the nation now. Yeah. So we have to go out and, and, and play every week now before they could, you know, kind of get away with a half-hearted effort because they were kind of expected not to be that good. Now they can't get away with that anymore. They've got a target on their back and they're going to have to show up every week because they're getting everybody's A game. And they, they found that out with, uh, you know, the, I guess they lost to Colorado, Central Colorado. Western, and yeah, Western Colorado, I, who's number two in our won. region, yeah. They uh, they uh, got a little full of themselves after putting 96 up the week before against <laughs> the NA. Yeah. And uh, they got brought back down to earth real quick, but they haven't lost since then, so I guess the message was received. <laughs> so here's uh, – I, I really appreciate you taking the time, Lee, and uh, – and, you know, we've been nice and respectful and, and we've exchanged pleasantries, but I got to put you on the spot. I mean, football guys talking about <laughs> football. It's in terms of LSC, it's number one versus number two. And you guys are 16th and we're 22nd in the in the nation. Uh, who Who's your pick? Who's your pick? Who comes out with the W? I mean, I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier. It's such a long trip for a team to get you know, get down here and they got a lot of little things I got to go through and you're out of your routine a little bit for such a long trip. And, you know, UTPB sleeping in its own bed. They don't have to show up until, you know, three hours before the game. So I think the difference is Kenny Hertzer. I think I really do think the difference is Kenny Hertzer. I know there's a great defense on the other side of the football with Central, but um, he's just been able to find ways to make plays on. I think it's, I don't think it's high scoring. It's probably 28-25 or 30-28, something like that. It's going to be close, and it may be the last team that has the ball has the chance to win, but I just think the Falcons, you know, complete their Cinderella season as it goes right now. And I think both of these teams are going to be able to do damage when the postseason starts because I think they'll both get home games, you know, because yeah. they're, they're both that good. Yeah. So – I don't know if I'd want to travel Central Washington for the first round of the Division Two playoffs. That's just going to be a nasty, nasty trip for somebody. Oh yeah, I agree with you. And I, I came to the 
to this podcast today, or that when we started this thing, was arguing that whoever loses this game is still going to host. I think I really do believe and hope that that's the case. Yeah, I yeah, agree. They're both they're both quality clubs, you know, and obviously, UTBB is the feel good story about of you know of the of the D two scene right now with as well as they've been playing. But um, either one of these teams is capable of a hosting games and b going deep into the playoffs because they're built. They're both built to win playoff games. They're not necessarily built, you know. Obviously, they both want to win conference championships, but they're they're built for a different type of animal, and that's you know after the regular season ends. Well, like I said, Lee, I really appreciate the time. I'm going to agree with your assessment. It, it might be that's how Central won at Kingsville two weeks ago or a week and a half ago is only led for one minute and 38 seconds, and right. it just happened to be the last minute and 38 of the game. <laughs> Thank Those God. are the most important eight seconds. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. So uh, <laughs> I agree with. I think it's going to be a one-score game. Uh, I would, I would venture to say it might even be, uh, you know, more of a twenty-one-twenty kind of uh, um, outcome. Where I'm going to wear my Central Washington University alumni rose-tinted glasses and say it's <laughs> going to be the Wildcats on top. But I agree. I, I hope for a a great crowd. Um, I don't know how many Wildcats will make it down there but there's been a few of them at uh at every texas uh stop so but uh uh lee shidey i really appreciate the time um we're always here for trash talk if you ever need to <laughs> there you go well maybe maybe when the playoffs start yeah that sounds good there that we go. sounds good hey i appreciate the call in uh enjoy the rest of the football season you too have a good day up there guys stay hey, dry thanks appreciate a lot. thanks well, we are back after a great interview with Lee Scheide down there in Texas. So I said he was from Texas Hill Country, but he spent uh, nearly 20 years in Odessa. And we could have probably made that interview three hours. No, we, we could. Have, what we talked about afterwards would have been very interesting the most. Yeah. About just the life of uh, football down in Texas. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that – uh, He made a, a great – Yeah. I'm totally interrupting you, but he no, made no. a great point. Strength versus strength. Right. I, th- I think Permian Basin's offense versus Central's defense. Mm-hmm. And that's not to take away from Central's offense. Right. But you have the two leaders in, of each side in the Lone Star, the defensive guy and the offensive guy. And I can't, yeah. You could you could convince me that we're looking at the player of the year in the offense yep. versus the player of the year on defense. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um, so, you know, we can we can – chart it out or stat it out or whatever like that. But at the end of the day, we got six mm-hmm. minutes to beat them. Absolutely. So. And I did look, it's only $300. Well, maybe it's one way, but get to get down from Seattle to Midland. Yeah. That's, that's round trip. $334 on United. United. Where's the layover? Denver. Phoenix or Denver? Denver. So you can fly in from Denver to Midland. Mm-hmm. All right. My daughter turns three on Saturday, so I might not be able to make that still. <laughs> But John's <laughs> heading down there. We could pay for his trip. And sure. Go yeah. Um, but no, it's a, I didn't know that. That's awesome. I should have taken my daughter to Midland, Texas for her birthday. I was thinking about it. Yeah. But it's going to be an awesome day. And I'm fired up that like he was talking about, you know, that program building to where they are now. And, and it's two teams just battle. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. It does not get any better that you're playing against the per- same person for a conference title the very last game of the season. Winner gets the title. Yes. And both of them will make it to the playoffs, yep. um, barring any weird yes. calculation or, mm-hmm. or 
somebody not passing the eye test. But you're playing for home field advantage. You're playing point. for the the home with the hopes that they both get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's just hope that we are healthy. Yeah, beyond the normal November bumps and bruises. Mm-hmm. But to be playing relevant football, yeah, in mid November, right is that's exactly what you want. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, hopefully they go down there healthy and hopefully we, we punch them in the mouth first. Yeah. But like we did in the Kingsville game, mm-hmm. we were competitive the entire time and then we were leading when it mattered the most. Absolutely. So, well, yeah. it's going to be good stuff. And, and a little behind the scenes look of, of this podcast and this episode, we're, we're recording this on two different days. And yes. Sammy, unfortunately, was not able to be here today. But yesterday, as we recorded, we were lucky enough to be surprised, is this yeah. the word, with a phone call from a man. dude that's no stranger to the podcast, the nope. man. Uh, and it's Coach Brandon Renta, head coach of Central Washington University men's basketball, talking about their season, a little preview, and they already had their home opener, or I guess I don't say home opener, but they had an exhibition on Saturday, right. beating Lincoln University, like we talked about earlier, and and they're heading to California for a big weekend. And big weekend. This is, this is a really fun interview that you guys are thoroughly going to enjoy. I don't think he's given one yet that people haven't enjoyed, nope. and it's just going to keep getting better. And I hope next time we do it in person. That's right. awesome. So yeah. uh, let's bring on Coach Renta. There you go. And we'll be back to wrap this episode up afterwards. And we're back here with head basketball coach at Central Washington University, Brandon Renta. Brandon, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. You bet. Glad to be back. I really enjoyed last time I was with you guys. Yeah, we got to make it more frequent. I know we yeah. say that every time, but it's our goal and our hope. But you know what? We're more frequent now, so yes. yeah, <laughs> it might be something we can actually do that we're more frequent. But we're happy to have you. You got your season kicking off here in a matter of days. You guys are heading to California to play Monterey Bay and number 13 ranked Cal State San Bernardino, who John was just like, they were in the semifinals last year, like, you know, to the final four. Is and that, we took him to the edge last year, too, right, Coach. Right. So talk to us a little bit just about the the, the two games you got before we go into, um, you know, more talking a little bit about the players and what you guys have been through. You guys, immediately, we got games coming up. Your season's starting. Talk us through those, those two games and the road trip you have coming up. Sure, happy to do that. This Monterey Bay and Bernardino is, I think it's, man, the – I don't know how many years in a row, six, seven, eight, right. that we open with them. And it's always been a challenging tournament. Uh, last year was down at Western Oregon. This year we're heading down to San Bernardino. Probably last year, that was probably our worst game of the year, opening against uh, Monterey Bay. We went one for 21 from the three-point line and just did not come out of the gates strong. They, uh, the coach down there, Isaac Williams, is a good friend of mine, and we don't enjoy playing each other for the first game of the year every single time. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it was in place before we got here, and, and we try and have fun with it. Really well-coached team, very good offensively, and that'll be our first game on Friday at 1 o'clock, and then turn around on Saturday and play San Bernardino at one o'clock. And for those that have been around the program a long time, there is a little bit of a rivalry yeah. between us and San Bernardino. Yes. It's sad to say they've had a little bit of the upper hand uh, and it's, it's bled into, I think volleyball has a little bit of a rivalry with them, but one of the top just athletic departments 
on the West Coast and men's basketball, volleyball. They've been able to be at the top. Last year, they were second uh, on the West Coast and, yeah, ended up winning the West Regional, making it to the Final Four. They're going to be extremely athletic, extremely talented. They're going to defend really hard and be really aggressive. And we're going to find out really quick this weekend where we're at. And in really over the next four weeks, we've got eight really challenging Division II basketball games to each weekend. And so I'm excited to really begin getting a taste of where we're at as a team. Yeah, these these opening games are always fun for me. Uh, watching as as a fan, watching when I was in the department, because you, you, you and I'm sure it's the same as a coach. You you think you know what you have, but you don't really know until you get out there and and really start start playing. So, how important are these these first two games for what you guys are going to build? You know, we got a Ellensburg tournament a week later. How important are these first two games to? Uh, the start of your season, not just winning, but just the video that you get and the type of performances and play that you get from your players as you move on. They're big. They really are. You find out, I mean, I can't put it any other better way other than you find out where you're at and where individuals are at. And there's just no way that you can replicate Games. I don't care, exhibition games, closed-door scrimmages, whatever you're doing before, it's hard to replicate actual games where you're doing everything you can to, to win. Mm-hmm. And especially going into that opening weekend, there's a lot of unknowns. Now, lucky for us, Monterey Bay returns virtually their whole team. And so I think that favors them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it does, we're probably going to be able to guess at what they're going to do a little bit better than they're going to guess at, at what we're going to do. San Bernardino, they got a new coach. They got a whole new team. And so <laughs> I'm grateful that we play them on the second day <laughs> because we'll at least be able to watch them and get a little bit better feel. But you're just going in blind these opening weekends and, what you find out is how well your team can adjust during the game. Because as you go along, you're going to be finding out what they're trying to do and are they going to be able to make the adjustments throughout the game to be able to counter that. Coach, I appreciate the honesty when you say we're going to, we're going into these games blind because um, that doesn't sound like coach speak to me, and I really appreciate that when you say that. But so does that mean, especially with Bernardino that's got, uh, I think you said a new coach, and I think they bring back only one starter. So do you not even yeah. look at film? Do you not, Or do you, Monterey Bay, they bring back more, more uh, back from last year. So do you look at film? Or from, do you from the last previous Monterey from, Bay been looking at a lot of film and – just knowing how they have played over the last four or five years, we're able to have a little bit better feel. And so game film is relevant. There is watching game film on San Bernardino is a waste of time, but there's nothing you can do to prepare, especially with knowing you're going to be able to watch them on Friday. That's all we're going to have to go off of. And we're just waiting until then. So you're going to have your laptop on 24-7 after that game, just watching <laughs> film and breaking it down? 
Pretty much. Thankfully, we play first, and so we can stick around and watch that whole game. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll be cutting it up after that and trying to – we'll learn what they are doing and seeing what we can do to counter that there with a quick turnaround, 1 o'clock tips both days. You mean you as coaches don't just go to bed at night after that first game and <laughs> wake up and yeah. do it again? The season will take care Man. of itself. <laughs> <laughs> that is – Exactly what it's going to look like 15 <laughs> years from now when I'm coaching at Ellensburg Middle School and we're sitting in a 2-3 zone and running flex all day. <laughs> but until then, no, I'll, I'll be up until 1 a.m. trying to figure out what we're going to do. Everything tomorrow. we can yeah. do to help ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> so we got some all some some preseason conference stuff. McNeil and Smod Hector. You know, get on get on the all conference team. Uh, you know, if I was to choose two guys from last year's team, that would probably make it. That would have been the two that would have jumped out of my head. And uh, I see what six, seven upperclassmen, lots of young bodies on this team. Walk us through the roster. Um, you know, we fans are coming off of last year. We've we've got some guys missing from last year. Uh, fill us in on some of these new faces we might see on the court this year, and uh, what we can come to expect as fans just watching you guys play. Sure. Yeah. Happy to do so. And I think you do have to start with Cameron McNeil and Samad Hector. Really excited about the senior year that these guys are about to have. And I would say that I enjoy coaching them as, as much as any players that I've had. They are a joy to be around and just very blessed as far as talent goes. Uh, McNeil proved himself as, as one of the best scorers in the conference last year. And Samad being able to have a forward that can rebound at his level and shoot threes, it's a combination that I've never had a guy that I've been able to coach that has those two things at that level. And so we're able to put him in certain positions to really create issues for opposing teams' defenses. Uh, the returners, besides them, uh, Mitch Breezy had a great summer, has been playing really well so far. Uh, our, our one true center at 6'8", 6'9". But everybody else besides Mitch, and, and Mitch Breezy can make threes, but that's not really what he does. Everybody else on our team is a very good, if not elite, three-point shooter. And this early on, it's easy to see this is the best shooting team that we've ever had. And it's, it's made it a lot of fun. Those, anybody that came out to the Lincoln game this past Saturday got a sense of that in that I didn't think that we played particularly well, but we shot it really well and that's what happened if you guys I know Sammy knows but we were fortunate enough to take a trip down to Costa Rica this year and it became very apparent in the three games that we played down there that this team can really shoot it and it's, it's been a lot of fun um, to just use that as a strength and we're going to need to use that as a strength here because there's going to be a bit of a process with us coming together. I mean, we got Noah Pepper, we got Colby Gannett, we've got Xavier Camelou Vargas back, but then there's going to be a lot 
on these new guys stepping in. Uh, we got a couple of good transfers. We've got uh, Seth Dawson, who's about as big a point guard as you will find. He's like 6'5", I don't know, 215, 210. Website says 210, so I'll give him 215. <laughs> yeah, 210. <laughs> And, and a legit point guard, very good passer, five, very good a, play playmaker. Yeah. yeah, he is. He's, I mean, he's our he's a point guard, and he's probably as far as just body size and width, he's our third best, third biggest guy on our team. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but he's he's a big point guard. Carl Thorpe is from Barbados. He's a junior college transfer. Another. Six seven forward that can shoot threes, um, athletic is able to switch ball screens and, and block shots as well. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of weight on the five freshmen that we have coming in, and they've they've been doing really well. One of them, Levi Pepper, will redshirt just with the injury that he had last spring. He's mm-hmm. he's a hundred percent right now and, and practicing and doing well. But the other four, six, six forward Maverick Sanders from Mount Spokane high school is another forward that can stretch defenses, shoot threes and, and switch ball screens. Uh, Bradley Swilly, a six, four wing from life Christian high school in, in Tacoma is a very athletic, uh, good two-way player, and then a couple combo guards, 6'3", point guard Jordan Clark from Seattle Christian High School in, in uh, Seattle, and then a 6'1", 6'2", point guard, combo guard, Kevin Holden uh, from R.A. Long in Longview. All four of those guys have proven to be some of our better players on this team and are going to play a big impact on – uh, what this team is going to do, I would go so far as to say this might be the best freshman class that we've been able to bring in or Central's been able to bring in, and you're going to see that. And I, I think that's a reflection just on the renovation, the the facilities that we have here. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's it's showing itself in our recruiting class this year. But I'm excited about these guys, and I, I think that, it's going to take some time. And, and that's one of the things that became very clear this last Saturday is, okay, this is going to be a process. And really my takeaway was hopefully being an elite shooting team is going to buy us enough time to be able to get to the point where our offensive rhythm and our, our defensive execution is at that level that we need it to be at in order to be successful here in the West region. A lights-out shooting team will make up for a lot of deficiencies in yeah. lots it, of areas. It it was lights out. So, coach, to to there's like 17 questions I want to ask you, and I'll start with number one. <laughs> you said it's going to take some time because uh, you've got an incredible recruiting class, but it's going to take some time for them to gel. When I was when I was at the game on Saturday, you know, we were down 15-5 or whatever it was, and then I think we went we rattled off 12 straight. 12 straight points. So it took some time in that game, but you talk about like shooters. My goodness, there are 
those guys just love to shoot. <laughs> they just do. Um, yep. I mean, not like ball hogging stuff. Right. They just, it was very entertaining as it, a fan. Right. I'm excited right now just listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that wasn't a question, but more <laughs> of, a, of a statement of, yeah, it, how, how do you know to have, when you, when you say it's going to take some time, at what point there's a fine line between patience as a coach, I'm assuming, and like, okay, we, we need to be here and we're not here yet. So what does take some time mean? Like iron out the kinks in these, you know, California games before we get into the GNAC. I mean, do you know you and, and your staff? At what point do you know, okay, we should be here at this point? We should be gelling as a – sorry for a long-winded question, Coach, but what does take some time mean at the risk of putting you on the spot? <laughs> no, and that's a very good question, and some of that answer goes back to opening weekend. You find out. Now, I am coming away from Saturday's exhibition game knowing that we're not quite where we need to be going into these games. Uh, our, and I just go back to our defensive execution, our offensive rhythm. Uh, it's, I thought we would be a little bit farther along as far as just our movement offensively. We kind of, we were tight. And that's what happened at the beginning of the game. You could tell Lincoln had already played two college basketball games because they just came out and played and we were tight. And we, we stood around there a little bit on offense. And then defensively, we just had a few too many breakdowns where I know what we're going to see this weekend. And we're not quite where we need to be. And that's where I go back to. And I hope that our shooting can cover up for that because it can, it definitely can shoot through the three point shot is the great equalizer mm -hmm. in the game of basketball. And pretty much all college basketball players can shoot. Now it's just a matter of how much space do you need to get the shot off? Right. And we got some guys that they just don't need much space. And what we got to do is, help them understand that their teammate doesn't need much space either. And so can we, can we work together here to create wide open threes for each other? Because if we're getting wide open threes, we're going to make over 50% of them. I, I know that that's Gosh, the type of shooting that. team that we have. And it's just a matter of, can we get to the point offensively where, we know what it looks like to consistently create wide open threes for each other. What's your mark coach? Like, so when stats for me, when I'm looking at stats, if a team shoots over 40%, I'm like, okay, they had a good night shooting the three. What's, what's yeah. your number is 40 is 40 where you go, or do you have a number where you're like, no, nah, we need, this is what, what I want to hit. This is where we're at. Or do you kind of look for that goal? Like, okay, we're at this part we're 40%. We're good. Yeah. I think that's, the benchmark right there, 40% in one of our <clears throat> exhibition scrimmages, we shot 33% and it seemed like we did not shoot it good. But right. at the end of the day, if you're shooting 33% from the three point line, it's just like shooting 50% from the field. Correct. So that's, 
there is some analytics to to look at it from that right point of view and 40 percent yeah i'll take it yeah. every day like that's good yep yeah that's how i feel too if i we can get anywhere if i can sniff 40 percent from the night we've done a decent job right yeah, that's how i feel coach yeah. I, and, uh, I feel like i'm deviating a little bit from the direction of the conversation but you also met i followed it on social media your guys' trip down to costa rica to me that is an incredible opportunity one is it's just it i don't want to say the word forces but you guys are on the road in a foreign country you're playing competition that you're not going to see that's got to be incredible for like just teams gelling camaraderie Get, I mean, what went into the, the makeup of that uh, trip, and what was that like? Gosh, that must, that must have been a blast. It was unbelievable, and it was the greatest team bonding experience that we could ever have. I've been fortunate enough to go to Costa Rica once in my life, and so I had a little bit of an idea of what we're in for, but even I was taken off guard a little bit. It exceeded all my expectations. Women's basketball and volleyball here had been fortunate enough to take a foreign tour to Italy. Our program had never, this was the first time and it it really took us five years of fundraising to get to the point where we could do this. And it was worth it. All that hard work, all that saving. I can't, it, the best way that I can explain it to those of you that went to Disney have been to Disneyland, it was like we were in Disneyland for eight or nine straight days just <laughs> from we were just having fun every single day, whether it was uh, going on a catamaran tour, hiking into waterfalls or going zip lining. Uh, we yeah, we were able to play three games and it was very interesting as far as playing games in a foreign country and it gave some of our guys a a good taste of what it would be like to play professional basketball. Mm -hmm. Two of them were in a a nice arena. One of them we were fortunate enough to play the Costa Rican national team, which was great. The, the other one was a, a, a very, it was just a cultural experience. We played a game in the jungle where Wow. There, right behind our bench, there was a chain link fence, and about ten feet beyond that was a stream. Like we were getting bit <laughs> by mosquitoes during the game. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, probably one of the well, not probably, but one of the most impactful things that we did was we had a a, a day of service where we went to this grade school and we hung out with these grade school classes and. They sang for us, we sang for them, we danced, we put on a little basketball clinic, and it was in this very much underprivileged neighborhood, and it was just an eye-opening experience for our guys, being able to see what real poverty looks like. And, And to me, that's what I wanted to just be able to expose them to another culture and see how most of the rest of the world lives because I just think too many Americans, they don't get out, they don't travel, they don't see how the rest of the world lives. And, and I'm so grateful to 
all the alumni and just everybody who helped us make that trip possible because it really was a once in a lifetime trip and, and experience for our program and the, and the guys that were in it. Yeah. I can't even imagine that would have been the coolest thing to do with, with, with people, especially kids that you're, you know, learning to get to know yourself, you know, that like nothing better. That's really cool. Well, coach, we don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, we want to get you back on again and talk as the season moves forward. So we've, we, you've already committed to that. So we're just going <laughs> to, we're putting the schedule. We'll talk. We'll, we'll have our people talk to your people. We'll get it on the calendar and make it happen. Cause we would, we would love to, to uh, hear more about the season as it goes on. And um, we're excited. We're going to be out there watching. We're going to be leading people out there to go, to go watch your games and very thankful for the product that you put out on the court. And we're excited to get out there. I appreciate that. And yeah, we, have been challenged to get good non-conference games here in Ellensburg just with our location. And this is one of those years where we've been able to make it happen in that, yeah, we're down in San Bernardino here on the 10th and 11th, but the very following weekend, next weekend, 17th and 18th, we've got Westminster from Salt Lake City and, and Cal State LA coming up here to play in a tournament here. And it's going to be a high-level Division two tournament and it's going to be some really good basketball, especially on Saturday. Uh, the women are going to play right before us. Right. So it'll be, it'll be a double header. And for those of you that haven't been able to come out and, and see the newly renovated Nicholson arena is <laughs> beautiful. Right, yeah. Beautiful. Right. And it, it just, it, I think it's going to be a great opening weekend here and hopefully we can get some great crowds. And we're also talking about before you got on that we're hopeful to have a home football game that day as well. Yeah, can you well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave <laughs> without talking about that. So, um, <laughs> when is this going to air? Uh, you know, within the next twenty-four hours, maybe forty-eight hours. Yeah, forty-eight, next 48 hours. hours. Hey, how exciting is this Saturday going to be as far as? our football team playing for a conference championship. It doesn't get any um, better than that. Man. It's yeah. pretty cool. For them to be undefeated, I, I'm so excited about what they're – there's nothing better than playing for a conference championship on your last conference yeah. day. So um, exciting, exciting times here, especially I think that we've got one of the best volleyball teams in the nation here mm-hmm. right now. and They're coming down the stretch here. So, yeah, really exciting times here at, at Wildcat Athletics. So I appreciate your guys' support and continuing to get the word out there. I'm happy to come back on the show whenever. All right, we'll get you on there, Coach, and thanks again. Thank you, Coach. Go Cats. Yep, yep, go Cats. Thanks, guys. Well, we are back after what was a fun surprise for us of having Coach Renta call into the podcast and talk some central hoops. I know that we're all – Loyal Central fans, and we all love going to those games, especially now in, in the new, newly renovated Nicholson Arena. But what a fun time sitting there with Coach. Yeah, you know, first of all, that dude loves his players. Mm-hmm. Like when he was talking about them each individually, I mean, he was talking about their shooting ability and their athleticism, blah, blah, blah. But just like that's a coach that loves his team. Mm-hmm. And and all coaches do, and, and I'm sure – some teams are easier to coach than others. You're a coach. You could probably attest to mm-hmm. that. But, um, you know, I think he was being respectful and diplomatic. But 
maybe at the same time you and I can be like, uh, I think Central's going to mess around with some stuff in the G-neck this year. Yeah, I think I, I have high hopes for that, especially after talking to him throughout that, even on and off, that I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun team to f- see how they do. And, you know, they always talk about biting the head off the frog first thing in the morning, get the worst part over the Yeah. They're, they're going to go that. bite the head off the frog down in California this weekend. I, I hope. First of all, I love that term. I've never <laughs> heard that until, like, you started saying it. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like I've, I've tried to figure out a way to say that in random conversation. But, right. Uh, um, yeah. Someone really, told me once, if you bite the head off a frog to start your day, it can only go up from there. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, that, that makes sense. But, yeah, good trip. I mean, to get down to California, get two quality teams, a CCAA, so a West Region game. We got a lot of West Region uh, games on the, on the schedule. And then, like he was talking about how great it is to have a tournament here in Ellensburg mm-hmm. the following weekend. Women's team are going to be playing one uh, game, too, to make it a Saturday, I guess, double or triple header. Yeah. Um, so get to Nicholson. Yeah. Get there to see the, the new... I mean, let's be honest. It's a an old structure, but everything else is brand new inside. Yep. It is so nice in there. Oh, yeah. And if we get a big win on Saturday with the Wildcat football team, pack your barbecue, put it in the back of the pickup, bring some food in the cooler, because you can literally spend all day at Central watching sports. Sounds pretty awesome. That sounds awesome to me. Yeah. Like, literally, <laughs> I don't you know could, for a while. You could watch agree uh, with that. But no, like, no. We well, maybe. start the morning know. with some, <laughs> yeah. you know, some eggs on the Blackstone, maybe, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Man, I'm getting hungry and thirsty. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember time. the first part or the start of the basketball game, but probably a one o'clock kick, I would assume. Two o'clock kick, kick. So it might be. Well, I was going to say, yeah, because we got the lights, but it would mm-hmm. definitely be an afternoon kick. Afternoon for warm yeah. temperature measures. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really brilliant to be a pretty special fall for Central and start and kick off the winter is what yeah. I'm trying to say. But yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of uh, big kickoff the winter, last night on Tuesday night, right? Yes. Yep. Tuesday. Yep. We're recording this on a Wednesday. I oh, I, we were gonna be there, and then some guy scheduled a podcast on a Tuesday <laughs> night for my <laughs> other one. I do the Fungo Banner. And then we had a plug. Was that a plug? Maybe a little tight. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we were, and then some other thing, we recorded some interviews here and next to these couldn't go up there, but Cleelum hosted Adna, which is a a predominantly tough sports school from the West side. From everything, baseball, basketball, volleyball, soccer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Head over white pass and turn right on I five and you're right there and you can see it from the freeway. It sounds so simple. It's just, you just got to go over mountain pass. And, uh, that I took, but you know what, John, as loyal of a county fan as I am, I was recording a podcast and on my third monitor, I had the Cleveland Roslyn girls soccer team up there paying attention to both and zero, zero at halftime. And, and then Monica Lears come out in the first, in the second half and scores. And then four minutes later, Olivia Coder scores two nothing. Adnan ends up scoring in the 67th minute and then in stoppage, Olivia Coder with a penalty kick to score the third goal to yeah, knock off the Pirates of Adna. Yeah, they're done. Yes. So now Cleelum is in the top eight. Yep. They advance to, they play at Freeman High School on Saturday against Davenport. So Davenport is the number three seed, if mm-hmm. if I'm right. Um, and so Cleelum was like fifth and fourth and third, and then they get knocked off by Highland, who should be like, which second or third now? I don't agree with that. I mean, I I understand the seating committee, and I'm sure their discussions were justified. 
Right. But Cleveland was undefeated, had beat Highland twice. Mm-hmm. Lost mm-hmm. once, one time on the third time they had to play him. On the very, yeah, yeah. Why, why are they not in a first round? But that's just my bias of a kid as Valley sports fan. But, uh, yeah, so they're, I believe. So Davenport had to buy I believe last so. week. Or last night. They should have, yeah. So, like, as a coach, how do you spin this? Do you're like, hey, they got rest, or hey, they might be rusty because they haven't played in Absolutely. a week. Absolutely. You got a little, you know, as Cleon got to play a tough team and get things, you know, even more tuned in mm-hmm. so they can hit the ground running and, and hopefully go take care of those uh, gorillas. Aren't they the gorillas? Yeah, that's a cool team name. Uh, yeah. well, but the coolness stops right there. Right. That's it. No more. And it's in Freeman High School, so whereabouts in Spokane is Freeman? Ooh, that's a good question. It's just past it, maybe? On the outskirts? It's somewhere nice. I think it's really nice. We can there. just say it's in the general inland empire yeah. area. Eastern Washington. Yes. Yeah. Eastern Washington. Uh, you know, so the one thing that I will say when we were rattling off the scoring times is scoring once to hit be the first one to hit, that's great. And then four minutes later, so that kind of puts your backs to the wall. That's got to mm-hmm. be kind of a... Um, I mean, obviously, Adna was able to kind of come back and cut it, cut the uh, deficit in half. But getting scored on twice in four minutes—that's yeah. going to take some wind out of your. Oh, you think so? Especially yeah. after going nil-nil till halftime, and exactly. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's exciting stuff. It was fun to watch. They, they had a good stream. So yeah, if you ever get the NFHS up there, you uh, can turn them on and check those guys out. That's right. Which I do believe they will be on NFHS Saturday. So I'm just going to pirate your username or password. That's right. Like I, yep. like I do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, because as a good father I am, I forgot about my daughter's birthday on Saturday. So you can log <laughs> into my stuff. So, uh, my, do we have my wife, plans? My Is wife Butch doesn't the listen. Cougar going to come to? Oh, yeah. Hopefully she'd be fired up. Well, she got to meet Butch this weekend so for yeah. the first time ever in, yeah. in Pullman. That's right. Yeah. So my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can say those things. But another <laughs> big thing is we're it's Thursday, which I believe today is the opening day of the 2B 1B, maybe even 1A state tournament in Yakima for volleyball. The Ellensburg cool. Bulldogs kick off Friday at 10.30 a.m., I believe, against Washington High School. Yep. At Tacoma the, School. That's yep. it. It's, I was just going to ask that. Where is that? But They uh, are in the Franklin Pierce School District. Okay. That would have been uh, for a short time in my life I lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I don't know much about Washington High School, otherwise, other than the. That's it. That's, that's it. That that they're it's got the a cool name. School district that, or at least they were in the eighties when mm-hmm. I lived there. So yeah. uh, anyway, but you know, Ellsberg comes in just with one, a dominating yeah. season. One loss into West Valley, yeah, come on. Was it West Valley? I mm-hmm. thought they lost. To, oh no, they they were in a tournament in Linden, mm-hmm. but that didn't count as a. It doesn't show yeah. on their record. But I think. Ellsberg has proven time and time again that one, they're one of the teams to beat. They bring in a ton of talent, battle-tested talent. So these ladies are not any stranger to mm-hmm. you know. One, the Sun Dome. Yeah. Gosh, how many times have our Ellsberg girls played in the Sun Dome, <laughs> either in volleyball or basketball? It's been the yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, and they schedule so hard. So yeah. West Valley Yakima, that's a four A team. Yeah. Linden, Burlington Edison, two of the most dominant two A teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linden, of course, home to the uh, the incredibly athletic Hastings family. <laughs> That's right. So shout and out the, to them. And luckily, we got one of them here in Ellensburg. That's right, Mr. Ryan. Yeah, heck yeah. So, well, good luck to Ellensburg. You can watch that on NFHS too, I believe all weekend, or you can get in your car and drive down there. And you know check what? Them out. It's worth the trip. Yep. It's a it's a fun. It's a that's a lot of you know. Don't they? You know they got the two courts and then a, like a 
perpendicular court in yeah. there. So I think there's like three games going at once. At least, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's not that bad of a drive. No, and there's easy. plenty of parking. 100%. Yeah. It's fairly safe inside those walls. So you can get in I there. I would say that. Yeah. It's a good, good yeah. area to go to. Um, yeah. So I guess we could wrap this thing up. Let's look forward to next week. One what? more plug. Yeah. Can I? It's a great place to watch volleyball. Given the fact that we know how great Nicholson Pavilion is, mm-hmm. that would be a great place for volleyball yes, as well. Yes, it was, and I think Either it might, will be Either a state tournament someday. or a regional tournament or like some sort of holiday mm-hmm. tournament, get volleyball yep. in Nicholson. Absolutely. So anyway, that was just my plug. I love it. Yeah. I'm going on Thursday to watch them play the Alaska school that they're on Thursday. I'm fired up for it. It's going to be right. good. Uh, stay tuned for next week as winter sports kickoff basketball practice starts next week for high schools and we're going to release a special episode with some of the head coaches that we were able to track down yep and it's going to be cool it's going to be a lot of fun hopefully we're talking about a big central win from saturday mm-hmm. hopefully no matter what we're talking about central hosting a playoff game yes sir maybe even a state title or two have been accomplished at that Let's point in it. time it's a lot of cool things can be happening this weekend. I've got room in my calendar to celebrate state titles. Dang right. Yeah, absolutely. Big thank you to Devin Shannon and the Shannon uh, Country Companies Agency. Go check him out. Big thank you to Evergreen Home Loan Studio for providing us the great recording corner office. It's awesome. So, uh, unfortunately, Sammy had to leave there at the end. But thank you to Sammy. It's always nice to have Sammy. He's the man. Unless we're talking Husky sports, but that's it. I'm going to say it. I can say it because he's not here to defend himself. Thank you, John. And we will be back next week with more of your local Valley sports talk. <laughs>